Hello and welcome to Here in L.A., Hollywood Hills edition. Today, we get to meet Andrew Rudick. Andrew is a man who shortly after the January 6th insurrection started a crusade to remove Donald Trump's star from the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He has talked with countless government agencies, poured through documents and record, and believes that the power lies with the LA City Council, namely the council member representing the neighborhood where the star is, Hugo Soto Martinez. In September, Hugo told The Guardian UK he was willing to take on the controversial patch of sidewalk that's been vandalized and attacked by pickaxes. Hugo himself once said, quote, Donald Trump is a racist, fascist, and threat to our democracy, unquote. So, since Trump's name has been removed from the Colorado ballot for the upcoming presidential election, the question is, will Hugo use this moment and have city council agree to get it removed from the Walk of Fame for the same reason, that little old insurrection? So here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Rudnick. Hey everybody, I'm here in Hollywood with Andrew Rudick. Hey! Thanks for having me. It's going to sound a lot louder, that applause, <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Andrew, thank you so shoots. much for coming here. Of course. We have already done 13 episodes in Hollywood. Wow. Um, my max is five, but... You are such an interesting person oh, thank you. that I'm going to break my rules. But also, I feel like Hollywood has more than just one neighborhood, and yours is technically the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, so right near the Ford Theater tucked away if you're going up Coinga Boulevard East. So we're, we're kind of right there at that intersection of 101 and uh, Coinga and Barham Boulevard. And so everything, you know, Hollywood Bowl season is coming around and it's mm -hmm. chaos as usual. But uh, is, it, yeah. is it really horrible for you when there's a oh, show there? Gosh, well, there's so, you know, if God forbid, if there was a fire, there was a brush fire a couple years back. But um, if there was a fire now... Uh, I would feel a little bit hesitant. Uh, well, no, I'd feel the opposite of hesitant. I, you know, I, I wouldn't know how to get the hell out of there. But um, yeah, there's only a one way up that street. So you, you can't, if there's road work going on, we just go, really? go up and hope for the best. And then, uh, you know, it's, but uh, maybe that's something I should bring up to, to city council next. You know, let's, I mean, let's, there's priorities. Right. Uh, he, he's, he's joking because Andrew's here because uh, his mission right now, because he's chosen to accept it is to try mm -hmm. to rid the Hollywood Boulevard Walk of Fame of Donald Trump's star. Mm -hmm. Yay! Yeah. I know many, many people disagree. And, uh, many I don't know people how disagree? Well, I don't know how many in Los Angeles disagree. I don't think it's ever been taken to an actual like official poll. Uh -huh. But, um, yeah, no, it's something that is un would be unprecedented. Yep. Um, and um, the, the, the jurisdiction is there for the city to act, and they haven't acted yet, mm -hmm. I think in part for a lot of misinformation that has been consistently um, espoused uh, by, you know, both media outlets and city officials who were just propagating what they heard. And I don't so, blame them for doing so. So the city council doesn't know the rules. <laughs> I mean, no, it, it, yeah. It, one of our first guests was uh, William Good, who basically convinced me that cops don't know the laws a lot of times. There's I mean, there's so many of them. I mean, how can any one person... Well, they, I mean, they I also don't that. know the First Amendment is, is his problem. He's like, a big one. That's yeah. a, it's a pretty big one. Mm -hmm. And um, But anyways, it, he's like, he's like, it's kind of... 
I mean, what I took for him was it's kind of understandable because a lot of cops don't even have college degrees. This is the highest paying job with just a GED that you could get, highest paid uh, entry job that you could get. And so that might pull in people who haven't read the Constitution or have a hard time reading law. But city council, I would think, is different. I would hope that they're almost all college grads. And if they're not, they love the law, which is why they become lawmakers. Mm -hmm. And yet we think they don't know the rule. Yeah, well, the, all right. The, the, this is, and this is where, and you know, cut me off whenever it gets a little too boring here with the nitty gritty of this particular council file, council file 78-3949, which, you know, after I had done my initial research, after all that had happened under the Trump presidency, and I said, why the hell is this thing still here after West Hollywood's unanimous resolution they passed in 2018? Mm-hmm. And then you have Eric Garcetti, then mayor, who said it can't be removed because it's a historic cultural monument and it can't be done. And it's like, well, we have a cultural heritage ordinance that allows us to alter monuments, to demolish monuments after review. So why is this one so special? And so, you know, just went on, Googled, went on to City Clerk Connect, did the old walk of fame, see what popped up and went from there. And apparently this council file is an archived council file. So and everything prior to 1979, ironically, because this one's from 1978, is archived. So you have to, I had to file a CPRA request because I had seen that every single star file that the council votes on. So every single star you see on the Walk of Fame since 1958, since the first eight original names were then put there till 1962 when the 1,558 names were then added, the city council has accepted and approved all of those names. So there's never been a point in time where they haven't. And I, so I, I did not know that the city council was involved in approving stars. I was under the impression the, the, the Walk of Fame board who decides. But you're saying city council also has a vote? They've always had sole jurisdiction over this pub. It's a public right of way that they've allowed under an original assessment district that was created that paid for these stars council files 71376 and 71377 i believe are the two council files that are were the the first original files preceding the council file in 1978 that established a policy for like how more stars are approved because originally the city had created an agreement with the Hollywood chamber of commerce to to put these names and it, they even reference that in those council files they say you know after we approve these names from these original, the original installation. Mm-hmm. So there's always been, um, the city's role has been a collaborative one with the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, but the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, there's no, you know, they don't have any legal jurisdiction over our sidewalk. And there is no, you know, other than a ceremonial administrative authority that they hold over this monument, there is no legal authority that they hold over it other than, you know, their, their actual owning of the, the blocks themselves of cement. So, so do you think then Terrazzo. that this, uh, that the Walk of Fame board puts up nominees that then the, the city approves and then it gets kicked back to the, the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame people and then they eventually decide who they're going to give stars to? So I don't know how their internal process works other than what they have publicly posted. Mm-hmm. And what, what they have available is that anyone within a certain time, which that, uh, okay, how do I put this? <laughs> so an, anyone at any time can actually choose to nominate a Walk of Fame. That's right. Potential nominee. 
you or I could today say, hey, we're going to go up to walkoffame.com, even though they have shut down that portal currently because they say, oh, no, we only accept nominations from April until whenever, which under the city's only official policy overseeing the Walk of Fame, that, that there is no timeline. So that's already a self-imposed part of it that they have implemented. Mm-hmm. But you or I could go and say, all right, we want to I want to nominate Tony Pierce for a Walk of Fame star Mm -hmm. for his brilliant podcast. Hell yeah. And then what happens is they make their recommendations and review in their board. They have also um, separate individuals who aren't named that um, are part of the entertainment industry. They they kick that over to the city, and then the city finally votes on it. And then Mm -hmm. all of those are listed as right now. Well, anyway, I don't want to get into the logistics. Has the city ever said no to any of the, as far as you, in your review? Because by the way, Thanks for being here. Of course. You're so knowledgeable. You know the numbers of these things. Like, I, I don't even know my mom's phone number. And you know the you know Limited the to just this. I'm not an expert in anything else in city politics, except this I could say it. I'm an amateur expert on this. Yes. Um, so thank you for being here. I love having experts on here. Um, and, do, yeah, do you well, know of any, um, of any names that have been declined by the city? Uh, the public works, the chairman of the public works back in 1972 declined to vote for Charlie Chaplin. Uh, that was, uh, I think his name is Noel, N-O-W-E-L. I'm not sure uh-huh. if there might be Norwell or something like that. But yeah. so, you know, you have because the, Charlie went to England to avoid taxes or something. That's what was his explanation for not voting. Uh, mm-hmm. yes on this was, he said, my constituents, I, I don't think would approve of me voting. Yes. Interesting. Um, and you know, obviously his McCarthy era and you, you had that going on as well too. Oh, right. So I don't know if they were vocal about expressing that and that's why, or if it was the IRS going after him. And, mm-hmm. But there's, there's that, you know, no, I don't think a lot of people know that, that, you know, we, we do have people who have, a, well, really it's the only instance of a city council person objecting to a name on the walk of fame, so but it's the only time we know of. Yeah. And I don't even know if, the city council knows that obviously they can vote no on these things. You know, they, they, they vote on every single one of them. So if they wanted to, you know, when Dr. Oz came up, they could have, they could have vo- decided <laughs> to vote no, but everyone voted yes. So, you know, we have this guy who peddled quack beans and colloidal silver who's now being honored on Vine Street. And it's like, what the, what the hell? No, I'm I'm from Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Uh, when did you come out here? 2011. Um, okay. Yeah, drove out here for four days, straight shot. Uh, stopped over in Oklahoma and narrowly <laughs> missed a tornado in May, and uh, and then arrived here, thankfully safely. What brought you out here? Originally, the entertainment industry, which uh-huh. I have now since kind of cut ties with. Uh, Why? So, oh man, it's it's a lot. I, I envy those who still are. Were you uh, an actor, a writer? What did you want to do? Originally came with the ambition of acting. And if anyone wants to watch Dark Feed, my, my original feature film that I landed just out of college, I think you'll, you'll know why I left um, that what, pursuit. What school did you go to? Uh, Boston University. Hey. For, yeah. It, I, props to Boston University. It was a great, great college, university. Loved my experience there. I had a fun time in London afterwards doing a little Lambda program uh, for a semester. Classical acting was wonderful. Great time. Um, BU, is that where Howard Stern went? I believe so. So, <laughs> as far as we know, only one councilman has ever objected to anybody, and it was Charlie Chaplin, of all people. As far as I know, um, yeah. Who helped build Hollywood. Okay, let's talk about Charlie Chaplin real quick, though. Oh, gosh, I'm not that knowledgeable. No, but no, okay. no, but, but just in general, because I think this is what the the Hollywood Walk of Fame board is talking about a little bit is that 
we don't really want to dig up people's names because 20 years down the road, people might feel differently. Now we got to put them back in. You know what I'm saying? So like, even if Charlie Chaplin was in deep water, then mm -hmm. we love him now again, mm -hmm. or I think so. I don't know. Has he been me too again? In, 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 uh, in yeah, some, some other stuff has come Probably, up, I think. But, but I bet you, I bet you he has warmer feelings today than he probably did in the seventies. And so I think their point would be, we, we don't want to just dig up these people, um, because of the times we want to honor them because of their gift to, I mean, I laugh because you, you did mention Dr. Oz. Um, <laughs> now you're forever just you know going to be thinking they're, they're of saying, every, hey, yeah. just because it, the winds of change hits in, in the eighties or the nineties yeah. or whatever, it shouldn't screw it, screw it up for eternity. And it's not an argument that I outright dismiss. I understand that. Yeah. There's some historical relevance for these individuals, but you know, a majority of these individuals are dead and gone. They've, they've already died. They're not actively emboldening white supremacist fascists in our country after <laughs> attempting a coup and lying about uh, a virus that is, because of their actions, according to the Lancet Commission report and scientist Peter Hotez, led to the unnecessary deaths of tens and tens of thousands of our fellow Americans. So, you know, I think there's a, you know, it goes back to what um, one of the lawyers for NBC back in the time, you know, uh, when the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce was attempting to install the, the Walk of Fame, mm -hmm. it made, made a great point of what, what happens if one of these um, honorees commits a felony? You know, who, what happens then? You know, should their name be removed? Why aren't we waiting until people die? And, you know, on that point, the National, not the National Park Service, the, the local park service here in, um, in Los Angeles has a policy that we don't have naming rights for those who are currently living unless you make an exceptional argument for why. Mm. So that's like, you know, we have a lot of agencies that don't allow that. Mm -hmm. There's, this is an exception to that because obviously you want to honor people while they're living for their works. Um, yeah. But it's, it's an argument to be made. You know, what, what is the slippery slope that they claim? And, but no one else is arguing for Charlie Chaplin started to be ripped up at this point. No one's arguing for gig young who killed his wife and then killed himself. Um, mm -hmm back then to be ripped up you know he's, he's dead and gone there's a tourist aspect this morbid fascination with a lot of these um figures on the walk and i, I don't want to affect those people's industries who give tours and go down that road of um sordid history mm -hmm. but I, I think it's an active and tacit and sometimes i would say complicit endorsement of this political figure who has divided america i don't think there's anyone as who embodies the spectrum of hate as someone like Donald Trump. I don't think we've ever had someone like this. And so I think it takes a different consideration. I think it does rise above normal politics. Um, but that's, that's, that's where I see it. That's I, I pride myself on not doing research, but you have such an interesting Twitter feed. What's, what's your Twitter account name? At Andrew underscore Rudick. Um, the other Andrew Rudick took your, your non-underscore name? <laughs> well, Andrew, there's another Andrew Rudick who's a comedian, and please follow him as well, too, because he's very, very funny. All right, um, good. But, uh, and I think he actually lives in Los Angeles right now, too. So He'd Andrew be a great underscore Rudick. How do you spell the last name? Um, R-U-D-I-C-K. Okay. So, I, I mean, that's how we, we, we started communicating with each other. Yeah. And... I often come across as kind of a jerk on Twitter. Oh, I thought that's how I came across it because I usually come across as you're, blunt. You're just, just you're just passionate about about this topic, and that's who I want on this on this show. Uh, I want people who give a shit, and you really do give a shit. And so, one of the things that I saw on your tweets that I was not familiar of before, 
first of all, I had no idea that city council was involved at all in this. Mm -hmm. It does make sense, but the myth, I guess, that I used to believe in was also that that they just gave up the rights to the right. to to the, the the Hollywood Walk of Fame people because they have real work to do, and these are just stars on the street that pay for themselves. Yeah, the city doesn't have to pay for it because when you do get a new star, if the Tony Pierce star did arrive, somebody would have to fork over like fifty, sixty grand. Yeah, now seventy five k. Is it seventy five now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that pays for it. Mm-hmm. Which is which is great because it's obviously for seventy five grand is paying for more than just my star. Yes. It's paying for these Charlie Chaplin stars that they didn't raise any money for. Allegedly for the maintenance, yeah. However, right. yeah, we yeah because they don't have to itemize their form nine nine zeros. It's you know there's some yeah. a little bit question about you know what exactly does a star cost versus the maintenance, et cetera. But but we have yeah. noticed through the Donald Trump star mm-hmm. and all the defacement that's gone on there that. They do clean up the the the, the, the sidewalks quite efficiently. Yeah. I, I'd say in, in partnership with the Hollywood Partnership, who is an organization there who helps out all of that stuff. Yeah. I, you know, at least I spoke with someone there who said that you know they sometimes alert the Hollywood Historic Trust to you know, and it helps because you know no one wants to see on our sidewalk just a bunch of crap. Yeah. And um, and it was originally made for tourism, and tourists do go there and take pictures on the all their like. Uh, it's it's doing the thing that it was originally intended to do. Yes, bring tours here, spend money. Yes, be happy, uh, all that. And during COVID, they put um, they put wood over Trump's star because yeah. it was causing such such an issue. A wood and then a little metal fence, which I, I went up to, and I, and I'm like, he has his little private little jail here, and you know, it's protected <laughs> by from any public scorn at this but, point. But wasn't that an artist that put that up? And no, well, there there was yeah, there, there was both. I think Plastic Jesus is also someone you should all follow. Great <laughs> installation artist who has been doing the Lord's work, uh, if I may say. Oh, so you're um, saying that the the Walk of Fame people put up a different kind of a wall oh, around it? Yeah, yeah, they literally put a a metal fence on next to the plywood so okay. that no one could even like try to remove the plywood. Um, so, so what I what I read on your 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 Twitter account was that in order to get that star. They were supposed to have a vote first, correct? So that they could have the ceremony, I guess. Yeah. And back in two thousand six, when sorry, two thousand seven, January something, when Trump had the ceremony with the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. At that point in time, the city council hadn't voted for that um, for that start to be placed there. So do you know what what took them so long to do this? Like, because it takes a long time. Bureaucracy. To, like, even to finest. make the star, it takes time. Well. I believe it only takes a, like a week because it has to cure and it has to go through that whole process. Right. You, you know, obviously, Anna Martinez knows better than I on that. Yeah. I think it's about like six or seven days. But, but what I'm they saying need, is they need time to prepare. At least today, to maybe it was different in 2006. But at least today, it seems like, for example, Gwen Stefani just got a start recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and they announced it like a year ago. They said, here's here's the, the, the people who are going to get it in, in 2023. Yep. And here's the dates. And sometimes the dates have to change because of whatever, mm-hmm. but you don't get a star overnight. So I, yeah. I guess all I'm saying is I feel like city council probably even in 2006 knew this star was going to happen. Well, there's a, I mean, for instance, Macaulay Culkin ceremony is already dated for December. That right. council file, you can look on it, LA City Clerk Connect, just type in 23-0007 okay. and it will pop up everything from this year. Macaulay Culkin was awarded a star, I believe, last year, mm-hmm. but... They have to schedule these. Anna Martinez has to, in the chamber has to schedule these ceremonies with these artists, yeah, um, and these entertainers. And so, 
uh, it takes time. You have to go through their management. You have to go through people who no longer have that certain manager or certain person mm -hmm. attached. You have to go through, uh, they have to make sure that the person who sponsored that nomination pays for that That's right. installation fee. But, but so this it's is just what a I'm whole, saying about Trump, you know, though. So why do you think Garcetti had his pants down and didn't do the right paperwork? Well, it's, it's just a matter of... Uh, I guess the city, I don't want to blame the city clerk's office for this, but li literally it's the timing of it. And this is why I brought up this issue back in February. I learned that a Trump star didn't get a vote until after the ceremony. Right. You have all these recent, uh, the Jonas Which, brothers, John hold, hold, Favreau, hold all on. these people. Yeah, Which, go ahead. by the way, is it, it's, it's so on brand that, that something trumping Trump Trumpian was illegally placed in the first place down there. <laughs> yeah. And then so, they retroactively approved it and said, okay, well now, right. yeah. So regardless he's of Trump. Yeah. Regardless of, of how we feel about digging it up, even putting it in was wrong. Yeah, and I still want to know who paid for it. I don't know if Anna Martinez told you that or if that's you know under an NDA or she, private she disclosure. She never but, talked about who pays for anything. Yeah. But Trump has never had a problem raising money. No, but he also doesn't pay for a lot. So I'm also curious at the time when he's dealing with these Russian real estate transactions with Michael Cohen, <laughs> who, A, you know, I'm sorry, Michael Cohen, people I don't know if you'll listen to this, yeah. um, lied to me over Twitter, talking about Twitter, saying that I didn't work back then for him. I'm like, are you kidding me? I just looked at your your own plaintiff's um, court, court filing here that says that you worked for him at these dates, prior to these dates, was, at the Trump organization. So, you know, he would hypothetically have knowledge of who paid for this $20,000 fee at the time. Was Cohen uh, on the payroll at the time or not? From the Trump organization? No, when, when um, he tweeted you. No, no, he, he had left. He, he just mm. tweeted uh, back in March, I think, okay. of this past year. Yeah. Well, but anyway, random, random sidetrack, but because he seems like he's 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 an upfront guy now. Yeah, I don't know if you know legalese if he's still involved in an NDA yeah. on that side. He can't say what he happened. He probably doesn't remember. Was... I mean, they've probably there's probably twenty thousand dollar checks flying all around that office. Exactly. It's it's, it's again speaking of priorities, I get it's not an issue for people. Yeah. But um. But it is an issue for you. Certainly. Because you're an idealist. I would say on this issue, yes. Uh, Are you an idealist about a lot of other things? Um, I mean, starting in this whole kind of three-year saga going into you know my FOIA request that I had sent, and I decided to sue the U.S. Treasury, which I didn't think I would ever as a person do, but I did that, <laughs> and then realized, oh, crap, if I actually lose this, if I didn't actually look at the actual statute correctly then i could be up for a lot of uh, money that i have to owe you have to pay the, the treasury I, I would have had to pay the yeah the, the department of justice oh, i think yeah, yeah. but thankfully that worked out but then you know going into that and then <laughs> covid and the pandemic we all experienced and then learning that the city wasn't enforcing its own um zero tolerance protocols for those with the vaccine mandates which the whole nation had alleged were you know the strictest in the nation and it's like well we're not even enforcing them and here here right. i can show you here this cpra request that shows we literally have cited zero businesses so it's like yeah. there's a lot of rhetoric we have you know everyone says a lot in the city council in the city at large but then when it comes to the actual actions that to me is like so when, when, when i'm speaking of idealism it's just for me blatant hypocrisy mm -hmm. just not following through with what you say I'll call that out, and I have no qualms in doing so because it's like you know people deserve the truth, and no, that hasn't what what has been happening. You know, this this is what's been happening. What astrological sign are you? I am a Pisces. Okay. Don't know what that means other than uh, I, I guess I'm. Uh, Whatever it means, it means fish. Yeah. Have you talked to the mayor, the new mayor? I have attempted to reach out to the mayor um, multiple times. I have received a statement, quasi-statement oh? from the office a couple months back that what did said, she say? 
quote, Mayor Bass does not support Donald Trump, um, which That's did it. not answer my question. But yeah. um, and I, I understand she doesn't support Donald Trump, but I want to know if she supports the removal of Donald Trump's name from the sidewalk that yeah. uh, 10 million plus tourists visit annually. But uh, let's go to Hugo Martinez, Mr. Soto Martinez, Councilmember Soto Martinez. Is he your councilman? He's not. Um, Do you have Nithya over there? Nithya Raman is my, ca- my councilwoman, yeah. yes. Have you tried to talk to her? Yes, I have had many communications with her office oh. on this issue. But because of the tradition, obviously, in the city council, of everyone wanting to defer that a district the, the council person represents, yeah. no one wants to intervene in anyone else's perceived turf. Right. Which, again, I think this is an issue where unprecedented action six days after the insurrection of the United States, every single member, with the exception of Marquise Harris-Dawson, because he wasn't present that day, voted to passed this resolution calling for Congress to remove Trump via the 25th Amendment to the Constitution. Six days after January Hold on, six. Re- remove Trump from where? Uh, from office. They, they called for Congress oh. to act and for Vice President Pence to, to act to remove him from office via the 25th. Right. And it's like, if you can do that, if you, if you literally pass this unprecedented <laughs> move, six days after, and now we're at, what, 1,030-plus days since that action yeah. took place? And... You're all like, mm, well, it's actually that's their it's their line. I'm not going to say something about this. So, and so it's we're, like, we're cool on. removing him from office, but not right. from the sidewalk. Right. It's a three by three foot piece of concrete on our public right of way. Okay, I can see why this little club, this little city council, don't want to step on each other's toes. I can see that. But I've I've talked to Nithya once when she was running, and. Um, as a journalist, and mm-hmm. I, I found her to be very intelligent and a straight shooter, and and very much like Bernie. I mean, yes. her her posters have Bernie on them. And and to give my council member Nitya Raman much credit, um, her office is the only one who took my direct submission as a proposed name, the Entertainment Workers of L.A., and I drafted a mock motion and then followed the council file from 1978, which is the only codified council file council file outlining how new stars shall be you know, placed on the sidewalk and what that process will look like. I said, well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to use this. I'm going to bypass the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce's self-imposed policy. I'm going to go through the city because this is the only policy the city currently references in every star file. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to use that. And she said, yes. Uh, You know, I had John D'Amico, former mayor of West Hollywood, look at this, say, yeah, this is great. Um, And so I said, all right, I'm going to send it. Um, I sent it off to Hugo Soto Martinez first. His office didn't respond to this um, submission. They still haven't. Interesting. Um, well, I mean, I think they wanted to do their due diligence to look at it, but at the same time, I had spoken with their office repeatedly since April of this past year when one of his staffers came up to me in chambers of the city council and said, hey, we agree with you. We agree on the merits of this. Listen, everyone wants it removed. We just don't understand the process of how that would look like. Awesome. I was, Great. Exactly. You want to set up a meeting? Sure. Met with them in June. I, I sent them a whole email compiling all what I had. I said, please, obviously, cross-check this. I updated them when I had gotten a couple of things wrong. I said, hey, FYI, just heard from the you know, Department of the Interior. This is incorrect. Just heard from State Office of Historic Preservation. This is correct. This is incorrect. They said, thank you. I said, great. And still, it's like, you know, unsure of the process. We're not quite sure if this is possible. I'm like, well, LA City Planning just said it is. So why isn't the city attorney just now, why, why, why isn't anyone just saying, we need a report within 30 or 60 days telling us what this path would look like. If you really are going to say we want it removed, then there's a path there. Mm-hmm. You're the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. You have jurisdiction over this public monument. Mm-hmm. And it's one piece 
out of 2,765 pieces of this monument. And it's, it's his district. In your district. I know. And, and, and I, I take him at his word in the, the latest article from The Guardian where he says, I am going to tackle this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out how to do it. But again, if it's about the process, if it's literally about we don't want to take up city resources, there, is, there's, there are many people who have been intimately aware of this council policy and now the, the misinformation that has been checked from months and months and months since mm-hmm. February, since mm-hmm. the Bureau of Engineering and the city attorney was aware that, you know, back to preemptively permitting and the Holly Chamber of Commerce deciding to install stars without council approval, which they should have been aware of. We needed the council to vote on these because it's been that case since 1978. Mm-hmm. The Bureau of Engineering said, yes, we're going to correct this. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. We will make sure this never happens. We've corrected the timeline and they did so. I'm still going to call you the expert until a better expert of this. And I'm happy to be corrected. Anyone can, yeah, please correct me. Anyone. Who should Hugo be talking to? If if he's unsure, which I don't, I don't doubt that he's not unsure. He's brand new to this job. By the way, did you talk to Mitch before uh, (laughs) he he lost to Hugo? Yes. What did Mitch have to say about this topic? Uh, Mitch's communications director, Daniel Halden at the time said our position aligns with the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, that it is part, every star is part of the historic fabric and we will not touch it. Okay. And I said, well, that's not a really your, I'm asking for your position as an office. You know, do you believe it? And he he said, you know, Mitchell Farrell has always hated Trump and he stands for the worst among us. And, (laughs) and it's like, okay, well, if that's the case, then, you know, and, and I, I get it because Daniel Halden served as an honorary board member for the Chamber of Commerce. He served as a board member for the Hollywood Historic Trust. Oh, really? Yep. Mitchell Farrell received $90,000 in one month alone from the Hollywood Chamber Pack. So, you know, this is, this is an organization that wields a lot of political power. So I I do also want to commend council member Hugo Soto Martinez for not only standing up to the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce by saying, I'm going to tackle this, but, you know, I just want that process to be followed through with. And I, I get that there's other things going on. I do. I do. But that's why I'm like, you know, ask, ask the city attorney to, to look at this because they, they already know about this. Right. They already are very familiar with this process. But I do think. you think, I mean, again, we're talking about Trump. So I don't think even if Hugo is successful at taking away this star, I don't think the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce is going to be so mad about it. I think as long as they don't have to act, they're afraid of legal liability. Like literally, I spoke with someone who is mm-hmm. both currently involved in the city and is a member of the Hollywood Historic Trust. She says everyone wants it removed, that their attorneys advised them against it, that they even wanted the star to remain defaced and mm. bludgeoned after Austin Michael Clay and James Otis took pickaxes and sledgehammers to it. How many names so, does that guy have? Oh, uh, two separate people. Sorry, I just okay. rambled them together. But Austin Clay was like, I think he was the second one. And then okay. James Otis um, was, was the first both the first and third. <laughs> third. Then There's he, been three pickaxes? Twice from one person. Okay. So once he had a sledgehammer, the other time he had a pickaxe, I believe. I'm not sure which was which. And then once in an Incredible Hulk outfit, which I just find. Didn't he? Tur- didn't one of these guys turn themselves in, too? Oh, yeah. He instantly did afterwards. He's like, yeah, it was me. Yeah. Um, and he has a lot of money. I think he comes from money. So I oh, think good. he was able to afford that, which I applaud him for doing so because it's a felony vandalism charge. And that's Who, Who's this guy again record. that has money? I believe his name is James Otis. I'm forgetting. James Otis, if you want yeah. to sponsor this episode, busblog at gmail.com. Uh, but by the way, we appreciate your work. Yeah. And his honesty. I broke the law. I'm the one who did it. Don't yep. bust somebody else. Here are my hands. Yeah. <laughs> 
here's the here's the evidence. Here's the weapon. Right. And I'll do it again. And he did do it again. But a lot like that's like one of the great. And also thank you to James Otis, because I found the court case, um, which, you know, showed that in the stipulation, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce owns these stars, which like there was a lot of like no one like knew, like, was this is a Hollywood historic trust property? Does the sponsor actually like retain a portion of ownership of these stars or what or whatnot? And it's, no, this is the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce's property. So it's just private property on the public right of way, which, as we know, with 4118, the city loves to remove property from the, the sure. public right of way. It's like, what makes this so damn special? You know, you could be on 60 Minutes for this. There could be a documentary about this. Please do not want Because that. you know all of these weird little nuances and you're right the court case court cases always bring up stuff that we don't really know about yeah that no one wants to say or mention or yeah but yeah um and i, I mean i wouldn't want that exposure a for the death threats that would inevitably come my way for those oh, those trump supporters etc which you Has know that already happened to you have you got no on Twitter? no thankfully not but okay. you know I, I did learn from the city of west hollywood that they received over ten thousand threats, calls, just from their resolution that they passed in 2018 okay, after so, Charlottesville. Okay, so we've, we've mentioned West Hollywood a couple times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do they have any leverage in this? They didn't. It, it was a symbolic move. So it would be like if the city of Culver City said, yeah, <laughs> us too, right? Yeah. Who yeah. cares? It's, it's a power move, but, you know, I got the city on the record. Um, I got the city to say, you know, why aren't they acting on this? You know, what? So, you know, in a political sense, I applaud them for that. I but. felt like it was a little confusing because when they made their their motion in what was that, 2018, 2018, people were under the belief it was going to go down. And I was like, yeah. West Hollywood isn't regular Hollywood. Yeah, all these international outlets covering it as if this is an inevitable <laughs> move. And I think that's why when it didn't happen, people are like, oh, it can't be done. This right. is just something that cannot be touched. Um, because you know, a lot of people don't think LA County is LA County and that's, that's it. You know? Okay. So death threats aside, because those are real. Yes. The suing dilemma. If Trump sues, who cares? Exactly. I cannot wait for the city attorney Heidi Feldstein Soto just to to be like, sure, sure, bitch, bring it on. Well, Um, she she does lose a lot of, a lot of cases. Well, I hope she brings up this one at least fights for this one. But, um, according to your research that you've been told, telling me, he doesn't have a leg to stand on. If, if the, if, if the, the chamber owns it, is there a contract that they sign with these honorees? That's the question. That, I mean, that's the only other thing that would, it wouldn't hold the city liable because the city wouldn't know about this contract because, you know, none exists, at least in public You've record. You've never that seen I could, a contract. No, nope, I asked for every single contract or MOU that the city currently holds with the Hollywood Chamber which, of Commerce. An MIU, what's that? A, a memorandum of understanding, okay. contract. Uh, I, I've received the, the ones for the East Hollywood, their administration of the East Hollywood Business Improvement District. I haven't received anything else. I've done... <laughs> I've spent a lot of time on that, but if anyone knows of something like that, you know, but that's a possibility. You know, the chamber could have said, here's this private contract between us, and I don't know. I don't know what they've decided to. the only prerequisite that the city has for new Walk of Fame stars is that this person has to be a, quote, outstanding member of the entertainment industry. Okay. That's the only qualification they have to receive. Right. Which, again, you know, Dr. Oz, Donald Trump, are they yeah. outstanding members of the entertainment industry? But Okay, it's... so let's pretend that there isn't a, um, a clause that says if you're 
if you get thrown in jail, we can take away your star. Let's pretend that that's, that doesn't exist. Because I bet you they didn't put that in there. Because guys like Fatty Arbuckle are, uh, are out there. And this but Gil fellow, you said, who killed his wife. Gig Young killed Gig his Young. wife, killed himself. Spade Cooley also bludgeoned his wife to death. Eesh. There's some dark figures on that, on that sidewalk. Uh, Jerry Lee but, Lewis married his 13-year-old cousin. Yeah. And what, what did you say they, these people had to be? Outstanding members of the entertainment industry. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, he invented rock and roll, kind of. Huh? Him and Little Richard invented rock and roll. Right. That's outstanding. So there, there, here's the thing about the distinction between separating the art from the artist, which yeah. obviously comes on a case-by-case basis, as you've just demonstrated. And I think it has to be brought up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, in, the, <laughs> in this case, again, I think there are a handful of people that should just be outright removed. But I haven't... A handful, a very small handful, in my opinion. Yes. Bill Cosby, yes. He shouldn't be honored on our sidewalk. Get him out of there. Um, I think everything else should be looked at with the county, for instance, has a deaccessioning or removal policy for all civic art. They do? Yeah. They have a whole deaccessioning civic art procedures. And if Donald Trump's name was right now on county property and considered county a possession or, you know, over the their public right of way, it would qualify for two of the deaccessioning procedures currently in place, which is if it's received five years of consistent adverse public reaction, then it can go. So I, literally I like someone, that clause. Yeah. Because I mean, that's not a whim anymore. Five years straight? Yeah. And the Donald Trump star would, that would definitely be in that arena. Mm-hmm. So, you know. What, what, so what's the second? Uh, this. Uh, for the county. I have it written down. Let me see. I'm, I'm going to. Go and I have my thing here. One second, sorry. He he's brought his paperwork, ladies and gentlemen, which I a lot of people don't. Here we go. Um, the artwork requires excessive or unreasonable maintenance. Is the second clause? It does. It, it it is excessive. Which I guess the chamber doesn't care about. They say this is another little tidbit. I, I hope someone gets back to you. I hope the chamber of the historic trust does get back to you on this because I, I learned that a private Trump organization was paying for all the, every time the stars are destroyed that a private organization fronts the bill. So it's not really prohibitive for the, the chamber to worry about this in a financial reason right. or the historic trust to be like, oh, we're losing money here, yeah. which I think is also also part of the problem. It's like these these Trump supporters see, and in the, in the, I'm guessing this is a shrine to them. I literally had one person pull out a stun gun on me um, on Hollywood Boulevard just for literally, I mean, I get that vendors should be able to vend on Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. but this man in particular was selling Trump merchandise, so yes, I'm going to go up and ask for him, you know, do you have a permit for doing so? And... <laughs> He was like, what do you mean? I don't, have to, I don't have to have a permit. You're going to ask anyone else if they have a permit? And I'm like, no, I'm asking you. Do you have a permit to sell this merchandise on Hollywood Boulevard right now? And he got really enraged, reached into his box underneath the table, pulled out a stun gun, and came at me with it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, you know, people really take his name on our sidewalk with such seriousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I took it with seriousness in the other, in the other direction, but I'm not going to whip out a stun gun on someone. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah. So, so now do you leave these people alone? I mean, I haven't seen him there since, but <laughs> you would still, you would go back and approach him again. I would go back and film him. I wouldn't go back and talk to him because huh. he's dangerous, but I, yeah. God bless Pisces's. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I would just leave these people alone. I know. I know. Well, I mean, that's, you're that's more that's, powerful alive, non-stunned working with Hugo. I'm not an intimidating person. So sometimes the smartest move is to just, yeah. Walk away. Be the Taoist in the. I, I I involve myself when I shouldn't sometimes too. But sometimes it's necessary. You know, sometimes you have to at least. I'm, you know, if if they're they're literally tourists walking by taking pictures of that moment, I'm like, this is just. You know, this is this is what happens. It's attracting the worst of us to 
to align with that type of hatred on our sidewalk. I don't next, know. next to Trump star is who? Oh God, the immediate person next to Trump star. I know to there's the West, Kevin Spacey. Thank you. Yes, to bring up another unsavorable character. Another yeah. guy who I think got off the hook legally. The, um, yeah, as far as his Massachusetts case, groping that, um, allegedly, I guess I can't say groping because yeah. he wasn't found guilty of it. And then, yeah, he just had a recent, what was the one in England or the UK where, uh, he got there was something hook. else. Yeah. So, so I think again, the, the chamber would say, see, we can't dig them up right away because we want to be fair to these people. Well, I'd be interested in hearing what they actually say if they actually drew an ethical line, but they've never actually responded to that question in any like because, particular fashion. But, because their statement is, once it's in, it's gone. Yeah, and they, they say, we don't know what's going to happen. It's a slippery slope. But my contention is, you know, if... I, again, I think a handful of people rip them up. Perfectly fine. But the, the real damage that having Trump's name still intact on our sidewalk does is in a political campaign in 2024... I do feel like it's a political endorsement from the city. Oh, you do? And the, in a small in a small manner, it's, it's there at the existence of this. It's there at the allowance of the city. So in that same fashion, if you're if you're going to allow an honorific, again, it's an honorific, which it's it's not a museum piece showing all of Trump's actions in succession and his chronology of despicable acts. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally an honorific in brass and marble. To a man who just called for the execution of our former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. In a new interview out today, Chairman Milley addressed those threats from the president. President Trump recently said that your dealings with China were so egregious that in times gone by, the punishment would have been death. That's right, he said that. Mm-hmm. I think any pro-democracy city or town in America, if, I mean, if we went to Germany... And all of a sudden, we start seeing Hitler memorabilia on the public right-of-way. Does Hillary or Barack Obama have stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? No. Um, the only other president, I think, is Ronald Reagan. I might be mistaken. There, well, and but... he was the president of Screen Actors Guild, right? Yes. Was he, though, an outstanding member of the entertainment industry? I haven't even seen any of Bedtime his Time Goes to Bonzo re- isn't oh, one of your gosh. favorites? You don't have that on Blu-ray? I have to watch some of those classics. I'm horrible <laughs> with that. But what do you say? Bedtime going to bedtime with Bed, Bonzo? Bedtime for Bonzo. You know that one? No. I'm an old Mm-mm. man. This was. I'm writing uh, that one down, actually. I have it's, to... it's him with a little chimp. Okay. Bonzo's a chimp. I'm, I'm watching that tonight. Thank you. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the politician Reagan at all. And um, he dragged his feet on AIDS, which probably killed a bunch of people, too. Um, but he was a popular actor. And that's what that that's what that Walk of Fame is supposed to be. So another thing about your Twitter that I loved when you described uh, Trump is you put producer <laughs> in quotes when yeah because go ahead Sorry. when 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 they nominated him because Trump is only there because of the Miss America pageant right according to Anna Martinez or Miss Universe Miss Universe pageant right yeah so yeah that that's why he was awarded it wasn't really the apprentice it was his for his producing work <laughs> miss universe which it's again going back the the peeping tom you know in the women's dressing rooms uh, this is something he's to admitting on. to yeah on howard stern he came in and it was like yeah they let me in everywhere you know i go in the dressing rooms of uh, these pageants and i'll go backstage before a show yes and everyone's getting dressed and ready and everything else and you know no men are anywhere and I'm allowed to go in because I'm the owner of the pageant, and therefore I'm inspecting it. Like Everything is good. Later in that same show, Trump is asked if he'd ever had sex with Miss USA or Miss Universe contestants. Never yes, comment yes. on things like that. Give us the, first letter, the first letter of the country you had sex with. <laughs> How many letters are there? <laughs>
like how fucking grotesque. And then like that, that's why he's honored on the sidewalk. And there has to be also, according to the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, a history of charitable contributions in order to receive a star. You have to have a history of charitable work. Yeah. At least Lassie has charitable work. <laughs> oh, Lassie's been with PETA for a long time. You're probably right. But uh, when people are walking by it, I don't think people are thinking to themselves, oh, that, 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 uh, that amazing Miss Universe producer, Donald Trump. I, I just so appreciate his work on Miss Universe. Remember what when the Philippines gift. won? Oh, what a great year. <laughs> but, you know, who, who affords, who can afford $75,000? Who could afford $20,000 at the point when, when Trump received his award? Yeah. Uh, you know, people who are sponsoring these nominees are studios. They're, they're big, True. big managers, big agencies. And they're a lot of times aligned with theatrical releases and these right. big projects. Like you just mentioned, Hollywood cares about money. Yeah. So to keep that money train going, they don't want to upset the status quo. And I, that's, that's the reason, too, why I think this whole bringing, bringing up the fact of, uh, you know, sticking their head in the, the dog poo, for instance, yeah. is like... Not good because that now, oh gosh, now we have to actually look at this and, and right. create a, an ethical consideration about it. But but again, we're not talking about somebody who is on the fence. Either you're in or you're out with Trump. And yep. and I would think the majority of city council are totally against him. Yeah. I mean, it, what you what you said Mitchell Farrell had to say about it, I would think Hugo. I would literally too. heard Mitchell Farrell tell a constituent not his yeah. but someone in Boyle Heights at at a protest she she saw me with my sign removed the star and she goes what is this about and I, and I told her and she's like I'm gonna go and ask him so she went up asked him she came back she said oh yeah he says it will be gone that he'll remove it hmm. and he completely lied to her because he yeah. was there for six months later and it never happened right um because you know again money whatever but I'm sorry but, I interrupted but, your no but but still that's interesting to me because I I think about lame ducks all the time because I can understand why politicians lack courage when they're in office. Because um, it's a great payday. It's probably the best payday they're going to get for a long time. And it's not the, the original money that they really get, but it's all the other bonus stuff that's happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the other day they talked about how Clarence Thomas has all these millions. And you don't get paid millions to be Supreme Court justice. So it's like, how do you make all that money? <laughs> So I can see why Hugo is dragging his feet right now because he's like, this is a gravy train that's not going to last forever. And so the last thing that that guy wants are MAGA people threatening his life while he's trying to like figure out, you know. Yeah, I, I understand his, his, his not world. wanting to take that battle on and I, I get it. Um, but on the other hand, he might win re-election if he says, I'm doing things that even Mitch couldn't do. I mean, yeah. you know, because because Mitch at least was a veteran politician mm -hmm. who who only kind of uh, fell out of favor because of homelessness and the Echo Park Lake thing, you know, yeah. which he probably just didn't see coming. And a lot of politicians got bit by COVID. That's a that's a difficult thing for uh, a politician to have to work with is do I do I shut down businesses? Do I make people wear masks like that's right. hard, right? What's not hard is saying what you're saying. Yeah, talk about a populist message <laughs> of, of a man who's literally trying to eliminate your vote and terminate the Constitution. How about let's just stop honoring him on the sidewalk? 
I was able to accomplish that. I mean, and he he also tries to pretend like he's this tough guy, Hugo. So you want to be a tough guy, be like, I'm the guy that did it. Put on that that sheriff uh, villain of a cowboy hat and be like, I'm the guy that did it. And be out there. I mean, I'd appreciate that alter ego. I mean, right. he seems like a really sweetheart, really nice guy. I haven't met him personally. I I'd, don't think he's nice because he doesn't return my calls. listening to the city council meetings or tuning in, which I've been very, very intimate with the past year and a half. Which I'm like, wow, these, these are entertaining, but it's like also, wow. And just the, the manner in which a lot of individuals sometimes ignore members of the public, even, even those who you would think, oh, this person's, you know, maybe a little angry here, but they're, they're saying the content of what they're saying should be addressed um, yes. and should be listened to. Yes. Um, and I think that's extremely important. And wh- why, why ignore members of the public? It, there's, there's, I think, three or four cameras on those city hall meetings, city council meetings. And the other day, Hugo was right in front of the camera, back to the, the, the public speaker, talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how rude is this? Like, it's only like a half hour, 20 minutes. You got to listen to these people. Got to. You get yeah. to listen to the people. These are the people that parked... They, they drove. Yeah, they spent their time and their money They to went get through here. The, the metal detector, mm-hmm. and they get one minute. Maybe they usually. got a babysitter. Who knows? Right. You know? yeah. They get one or two minutes, and you don't even want to like pretend that you're listening to them. Like, that but isn't is there so another rude. room, like an antechamber, like right next to that, where they can just go and have their... If it's something so important, you know, go, go outside and chat about it, unless but, you really want to be... I don't know. I don't, I don't know the context of that. But I remember when politicians used to say... Be civically minded. Talk to your people. Call your people. Well, here these people are calling. Here these, here these people are actually coming to City Hall for that little thing and writing down what they got to say. Some people sing what they've got to say, which I love. But um, just pay attention. For 20 minutes, like you can't pay attention to these people for 20 minutes mm-hmm. just because they don't have buckets of money for you. Like it's so blatant. I, um, I'm with you there on that. You know, they're, they're I mean, Kevin DeLeon should resign. Just case Absolutely. in point, but Absolutely. a lot of times he's actually listening attentively, which I he's one of the few people I know. that listens. It's really ironic that he's Is the it? one person I look over, I'm like, what's KDL doing right now? And he's right listening to Goat Puppet say, you know, yeah. spouses. Well, maybe because I don't know, maybe he has an affinity for Goat Puppet. I have no idea, <laughs> but okay, let's go back to Hugo. Who should he talk to that will give him the information that you have? He already has emails from LA City Planning, I know that for a fact mm-hmm. that. Their position is that one or a handful of stars would not affect the, quote, substantial alteration clause of the Cultural Heritage Ordinance. Good. He already knows that on a a local level. The Cultural Heritage Commission, which, you know, aligns with the L.A. City Planning, also says the same thing. Mm -hmm. The State Office of Historic Preservation says this is a local issue. We would not intervene. The federal government, because that's not on the National Register, it's not listed as a national landmark, Mm -hmm. it's only listed on the state register. So the federal government, we don't even have to talk Mm -hmm. to. The only people locally we have to talk to would be the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce because they're listed in Council File 78-3949 in a collaborative fashion for the policies for the stars. Who's the head of those guys? Uh, The Board of Directors. Uh, Matt Fritsch is currently the president of the Board of Directors. Do you know anything about Matt? Other than he, wor- he, you know, he works in entertainment, I believe. That's okay. my only information I have on him. I've, I've filmed him a couple times. He says, we're not a political organization. I don't want to comment. We're uh, not talking about politics. We're talking about this producer exactly. over here who tried to over- <laughs> overturn the, the I election. Sh- I should have framed it that way. I didn't. 
Um, this producer. I'm telling you, I, I cracked up when you put it in quotes. Yeah. Well, he is a producer. Well, he was you a, he take was, that away from him. Well, too? he was an executive producer, which, you know, that's it's a little bit different. I mean, his producer was he was producing his walk to the dressing room and that was it. But <laughs> the and then Steve Neeson is the CEO. You give, you of the give Trump of no credit for turning around the Miss Universe competition. Well, I've never watched it, so I can't give him credit because I don't know what it was really like before and women. after. They're very beautiful women. As a gay dude, I can appreciate... You're a gay dude? I'm a gay dude. I so maybe knew. maybe that's why I never watched Miss Universe. I mean, I didn't even do it for the dresses, but no, I didn't I didn't watch Miss Universe. Do, do, do my gay brothers and sisters, don't they don't watch beauty pageants? I mean... Is, this that, is that not a thing? Do we have a gay equivalent of a beauty pageant? I mean, Well, you have a drag strip. We do have drag. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, that's that's wildly entertaining. Whoever oh gosh, produced yeah. that <laughs> my, needs to be replaced. Uh, replacing Trump star. My fiance just went to the cha cha room and got lap dance and received the cha cha cup. So we we now <laughs> yeah we've we've been the privilege of drag Congratulations. shows. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Shouldn't Hugo just invite you over and say, "Here's here's here's what I'm concerned about." Mm. Walk me through all my concerns. I, well, I've, I've asked that of his office, and I, I think, you know, initially his legislative director, Miss um, Pinews, said that she had to go and cross-reference everything, mm-hmm. but I was like, they're so busy, I don't trust that they're going to go through. And cre- it took a lot. It took a lot of time to go through and reach out to all these offices and all the level of bureaucratic nonsense. Um, and so, I mean, if they do have a question, I'd hope they'd reach out. They literally... Well, I, I don't want to... I can't say what I was about to say, because... But I know for a fact that they've received the information that they should... Have to properly respond to this and I get that he's annoyed with me I get his office is annoyed with me and rightfully so I'm an annoying person when it comes to this because I've been relentless on it No public officials do not have the right to be upset with a citizen who has a valid gripe I mean it's the same as a pothole you can keep calling them right if the pothole's not fixed in your mind That's a terrible pothole yeah, and I, and I think they understand that I'm not going to give up until something is done with this. I mean, many city council members have already gone on the record with me and said, yeah, we're, we'll vote for its removal if CD13 introduces a motion to do so. But credit to Bob, Bob Blumenfield, who's the first and the only person who's actually responded to my actual petition, change.org slash dstartrump. Um, and he's the only person who wrote to me and said, yes, I, I have many other matters and it's not my my district, but if someone decided to introduce um, a motion on this, I would happily vote yes to remove it because I don't think it belongs on the sidewalk. Tracy Park mm-hmm. in Venice, West Side. Yeah. Have you talked to her? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I, have? I, I haven't talked to her personally. One of her staff members came up, came up to me in chamber and said, Tracy, just listen to your speech and she wants you to reach out to her about <gasps> this. So I did. Uh-huh. And I sent her all, all the information I had. This is like yep. you know, months and months ago. And then, then I followed up on it, mm-hmm. and her staffer said, the councilwoman does not have a response at this time. And I'm like, oh, that's just rife with, like, of course. Like, you came up to me asking for, like, my opinion on this, and, and you know, and she, she's like, eh, no thanks. Um, and well, it's like, we know okay. why, though. I mean, we know why for the same reason I'm bringing her up. Why? She's a Republican. Has she... They all lie. ...financed Republicans in the past, or does she... I mean, I get that position-wise. She's, she's a Republican. Okay. I can understand John, people saying that about John Lee, I, but I haven't done Republican. my research on Tracy yeah. Park, I, like the background of. But the reason where I these bring her up from. is because I think that she would be a good, a good measure on whether or not even if a, a fake a fake Democrat is against this, and and if I was Republican in hiding in the closet, one might say, I wouldn't like Trump either. 
because mm-hmm. he makes us all look bad, right? They've lost every election. The, the, the red wave of, of, of yore turned into a little trickle. They, did, they didn't even win back the Senate with that red wave. So hopefully Tracy Park is smart enough to know that Trump is a cancer to her party. I mean, I think she would vote yes if, if this was You do? Introduced. I think everyone would. However, mm-hmm. many people are concerned. I think they use this as a, a reason to not comment, though. I'm not going to say that they're right. reasonably concerned about it, the slippery slope thing. Right. Of where would we stop? And again, the accessioning policy. The city is already creating one because Mitchell Farrell, not on the Walk of Fame per se, even though I've spoken with someone in the chief legislative analyst's office about including private property on the public on city property as part of their considerations for this, but they're, they're doing a report right now. So the Mm -hmm. city is going to be looking at naming rights on the public right of way and other Mm -hmm. considerations because of right after the George Floyd protests, Mitchell Farrell had introduced this um, in the information general technologies committee or whatever the heck it's called and said, we we want a report from the department of cultural affairs and the CLA and others to send us back their proposals for a citywide policy. So potentially, you know, this could be an easy, easy solution on this is like, all right, if you're afraid of like where this would go, if you're, oh, we're going to rip up your favorite, your favorite rapist now. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> like where you're afraid this would lead, then, yeah. OK, well, then you have a citywide policy that you can create down the line for this to be finally solved. Also, it sounds like and I can understand because, again, politicians have a, have a tough job. They have to try to stay popular. So if they do something that might be unpopular, they're nervous. So they don't uh-huh. want to be put on the spot. Would you be okay with this? That if if a honoree commits a felony, then his name goes on the next citywide ballot. And if the public decides, he his star should be gone. You don't like that? Oh no, no. I'm I, I think oh. I think that's because that way he takes the ball out of their hands. That's a fair proposal. I also people that are like, oh, this is the Chamber of Commerce's jurisdiction, which it isn't. It's also I get it why they have no spine on this. Also, they're probably getting money from, from people that like Trump. But those are the people who have the money a lot of times. Well, I mean, the, 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 when tax was demolished, uh, I learned this from someone who was looking into this. Mitchell Farrell, you know, who, who is all about historical designation. Oh, my God, the amoeba music isn't historically designated. But this, this tax thing from the 70s, this restaurant, uh, sh- shouldn't be protected because of this real estate company that we want to put in. And we're just going to save the bar top and the signage now. Mm. But, uh, that, you know, that real estate company, um, developer rather, had apparently been a big, big Trump supporter, Republican supporter. Not shocking. So, Not yeah. shocking. So, so that's why I'm saying take it out of all their hands. Mm-hmm. And that way they can say to their donors, dude, the public overwhelmingly said get rid of Trump, which, by the way, I think would be representative. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're worried about, yeah, again, like the city policy and having the city weigh in on these stars every single time. Also, to have the public vote on it, have the city of L.A. say, do we do we want this name? That could oh, be something have too. the public vote on this. You know, true Hunger Games style. Yeah. I like that idea. I mean, because they're representatives of the people anyway, and they're the ones who are voting. So why not just let the public decide? Take it out of their hands. But I mean, and by the way, this would get people to vote. Oh, heck yeah. Because we have a hard time getting people into the polls. Yeah, here, here. this might do it. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence might get a star. <laughs> Honey. You live in the Hollywood Hills. Technically, yes. How long have you lived there? Oh, we've been there for seven years now. Um, we moved, we used to live near Gordon Street, right next to. Um, 
Oh, hold on a second. Sunset here. Bronson. Hold area. on a second here. I learned a very, very valuable lesson about interviewing gay people. Okay. Well, what's that? I need to start asking some gay questions. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm a really horrible gay. I. <laughs> the pop culture wind is would just the sales have already deflated. But that's this okay. is this is why this is this is the lesson I learned. Uh-huh. I was having a reasonable conversation with somebody, and. At the end, I, I finally built up the courage to ask him about when he met his partner and all this. Mm-hmm. And this guy lit up. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I was like, I should have asked this earlier. Yeah. It, but I was I was respecting his privacy all of the time. Of course. Stuff, you know? no, I mean, was, even though he's out and all that. It was, was on this dating site slash hookup site called Adam for Adam back in 2012 when that still existed. So it, it, back back east. yeah, I don't think it's oh no no it's actually back here uh, uh-huh. yeah right when I first moved out here and I was Adam for Adam friend. yeah Adam for Adam and I met an, I met not an Adam but I met someone and uh, uh-huh. yeah first date hit it off at the Surly Goat which I don't know if anyone's still been there if that still exists there on this Santa is Monica on, Boulevard uh, Santa Monica Boulevard yeah no 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 uh, Santa Monica yeah it, uh-huh. okay yeah yeah great beer spot when okay. I when I lived in San Francisco we used mm. to go to gay bars all the time because. A straight man at a gay bar has an empty pool table. Mm, depending on if you're at the Eagle, uh, which, uh, I mean, that's... that's. Tell me about the Eagle. Well, all right. So I work near there. And then oh, you do? I'll go there sometimes afterward with that. But I mean, that's that's a little bit of the extreme. If you're going to a gay bar, that's, you know, that's not for the light of I heart. heard this is like the but leather I, type bar. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. I just kind of stay in my corner and uh, and have my, my vodka raspberry and soda and, and cool it, you know? <laughs> But, uh, you know, people play pool there. There Actually, there's all, yeah, there are two separate pool tables. But if anyone is a pool fan, and yeah. if you're a leather fan, then go to the Eagle. That's that's where it's at. <laughs> but uh, Would you call that Silver Lake? I think that's uh, Silver technically, Lake. Technically, so, I think it's Silver Lake. Yeah, right next yeah. to the 4100 bar area. Right. Yeah. Uh, in Erwan. Mm-hmm. Right down the street <laughs> in from Erwan. Erwan. <laughs> yes. Health food's finest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you met this person yeah. uh, on Adam for Adam. Adam for Adam. And you guys agree to go to the Surly Goat in WeHo. Yeah. I thought he looked like Gregory Smith, and I thought that was really charming. I don't charming. know who that is. He, he was that actor from Everwood way back then. Uh, don't know that Yeah, show. it's all good. Okay, super handsome. Yeah, super handsome. Looked just like his uh, profile on Adam for Adam? He did, yeah, yeah. And you, I'm going to ask a personal question. Okay. Did you guys kiss on your first date? I think we did, and then you think? I think we. we I, um, I think we did. I don't remember because we definitely like it was. Really it was definitely hammered? like interested in each other, or a little hammered. But then uh-huh. entered each other, parted separate ways. Definitely a second date type situation. So okay. we kind of like reserved ourselves right. a little bit at that moment in time. Second date was. Oh, second date was all in. Yeah. Great. Oh. When when you grew up in Mass. Yes. Was it? Was your high school gay friendly? Were you the only guy that no was No one out? ever. So <laughs> my home ex teacher in seventh grade was like, this is, this is like our foray. And this is the only really education we had into the LGBTQ community was she was like, it's okay to have these thoughts. You just can't act on them. And home ec. Home ec, yeah. The lady teacher. (laughs) Yeah, we were like making profiteroles and all this stuff. And then it's like (laughs) one day out of nowhere, like here's like, we're just going to have one day dedicated to, you know, let's talk about like sex and sexuality. And it was like one day. That was it. And then I don't think we've ever had. All kinds of sexuality? No, it's just, it was literally just like, and like little blip of two sentences on gay people. Uh, You know, essentially that was it. So that's really all. Was she part of the community? I don't think so. She was this like really sweet Christian woman who, Aww. you know, but, but, that you know, sweet. public school and she's like, I have to say this. And, 
but th- th- that's kind of always stuck with me is you can have these thoughts, just don't act on them. And that's, you know, so, you know, grew up in a very small town, less than 5,000 people, oh, um, Ashburnham, Massachusetts. The only, our claim to fame is like Cushing Academy. And then we, uh, we have, actually, this is probably kind of more cool is Ebenezer Monroe, who was one of our um, revolutionary uh, militiamen apparently possessed the shot heard around the world, according to certain accounts. So, so in our very small museum, which like I don't think has any security, there, there's this rifle that apparently oh, cool. fired the shot in the Revolutionary War. So, Town of 5,000. Mm-hmm. Did you know any other gay people? No. There, there's, one, there's, one, there's one incident where I was with my friends at a baseball park. Like just, we're just mess, messing around, not in that way, just literally, <laughs> literally playing baseball and yeah. just gossiping, talking about life. And this cop came out of nowhere and started questioning us like what are you kids doing here we received some calls about like suspicious activity we're like no we're just chatting we're hanging out <laughs> he's like okay have a good night take care so <laughs> we leave uh make plans for you know the weekend i go back to to my room you know i'm a teenager uh looking online at the gay dating dating app of the day no one's in the area but then i received this bloop it was nice seeing you earlier um, I hope you and your friends stay safe tonight. And I was like, oh my God. Like as a kid, I was terrified because I'm like literally this, this man like, like saw me, identified me from my profile pic. And like, that's the only experience that I had with like wow. people in my town. Cause it's so small. I'm like, you know, so, so it's probably, it's probably very hard to meet someone if you're, you know, an adult in that area. But you know, again, don't go out. Are we teenagers. assuming he too is gay? Well, if he was hitting me up on a gay dating site, yeah. I mean, I, I, but I would he's, assume But he's that. hitting on a minor. At that time, was I? I think I was 18, but okay. But still, yeah. He didn't know that. I th- yeah, I don't know. But but, uh, but he that's... probably... Let's pretend that he assumed you're, you're 18 to be on okay. this site. Yeah, sure. So he was like, welcome to the club, Junior. I think so. I mean, it must be really... It must be still really hard to be kind of queer in my community. It's like by small town. I mean, literally the person who lives across from my mom... Uh, one out for school board running on a platform of just anti-LGBTQ everything. Let's go back to the Hollywood Hills. Mm-hmm. So you moved to Hollywood. Yeah. Because you're like, I can be myself out there. Yeah. Right? It is a lot more accepting. Like people know that you can be, right? Uh That's why you come out here. Yes. Did it live up to your hopes? I mean, yeah. I worked in West Hollywood for a bit at Mm -hmm. at a restaurant there, and you know, it was a lot, but um, certainly, definitely more. Like Massachusetts is still blue state laws, very conservative in a lot of ways, and people Mm -hmm. don't. We're very honest people back there, Mm -hmm. but still, you know, one of the first states for um, for marriage equality, but. There's something still that people just didn't talk about it then. Mm-hmm. So coming out here, yeah, it was a breath of fresh air, of course. Was there a place in Boston that you would go to to like? Are are there? There's got to be a gayberhood in Boston somewhere, right? In the South End, there. Sorry, South End is that? Yeah, I think South End. Yeah, there are a couple spots, mm-hmm. um, but they're really, really limited. It's a very, very small city. Oh, really? Yeah, not as a big. As much as those people drink. <laughs> yeah, they, they're saucy. So but... when you when you did come to WeHo, was this like? Candyland was this like the greatest town ever? I mean, the openness of of everyone here definitely was um, surprising. I, I mean, yeah, never experiencing that. Even like studying abroad, like London, I thought you know going to Europe for a bit, and I'm like, oh, this would be no, that didn't really 
it, it wasn't different from Boston to me. Yeah. Um, but go, but going to L.A., yeah, it's definitely more of an accepting community, in my opinion. So huh. so there's the Henry Fonda music box. Yes. And then there's the John Anson Ford, which is where where you're talking about. In yes. The hills. Yeah. Which I've never been to. Have you ever seen a show there? I have. We saw oh uh, Gabriela and uh, Rodrigo Gabriela. The, I forget. The, 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 the Spanish Mexicans. guitar, amazing players. Yeah. Oh, aren't they amazing. fantastic? Yeah. And that spot, that venue, they have like succulents on the wall. You feel like you're in this like tropical rainforest, but very intimate venue space um, for the amount of people that can be seated there. And it's kind of, it feels really magical. Like I mean, the Hollywood Bowl is an experience in and of itself. But if you can get get to the get to the Ford Theater because it's it's a good spot. So in those canyons, can you hear the music from the bowl? You can. So we have a little hiking trail. We go up. I think this is about to become a public hiking trail, I hope, because it wraps around the Hollywood Lake Reservoir area. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I will go up there uh, as much as I can. And a lot of times you can hear rehearsals um, and you'll get a little bit of it, depending on, you know, if it's windy or not outside. But uh, that's that's pretty cool to just listen to the, the rehearsals go on. It's really hard to hear when the show starts, but. So for sure, at the John Anson, you can hear that music. Since we right actually can't, no, we really? can't hear any of that. I don't know why about the acoustics of that space, but it's really ah. the Hollywood Bowl that we can hear from across the way, but but not not the Ford. Yeah, I feel like there's maybe only a handful of shows at the Ford every year. It seems like they're less. I don't see as many advertisements for them, but uh, I'm not sure if that's just because of I have no idea why that is. But well, I mean, but you would know because there's traffic. Yeah, like the the past two months have been both both outlets simultaneously going on. Which oh, have they oh, a bunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know Neil Lots Young of... played at the John Anson. Uh huh. Um, but that's the only one that I know of. And then there there was one a couple nights ago. There was I mean they're they're more frequent, but I think they're they're definitely more isolated to summer and fall. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the season, I feel like is sparse and limited because of weather and other concerns. So, so do you go down the road? Um, and eat on Hollywood Boulevard? Oh, yeah. It's only like a 15-minute walk. So, What's yeah. your favorite spots? Oh, we'll go to Elbow Room, have some pizza. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely love Frolic Room just for the eclectic group of people that show up there. That's just a great <laughs> for like an overall people-watching spot. Do you go to the Pantages? I haven't gone to the Pantages to see a musical. Uh, I've, I went to see Kathy Griffin because I was gifted a ticket to see Kathy Griffin once live. Yeah. But I've never actually seen a musical or performance there. Um, I need to get out and see more theater in this town. I know, especially... Now, like right at the end of the strike and, you know, going to support those groups. I, I worked I've worked on theater produ productions before. I just haven't really uh, I haven't gone out. I don't know. I don't know why it is, but uh, I have to decide to do that. more. OK, so if if we are reaching people who want to support your work to get Donald Trump star removed. Yes. How can they help you? Um, please sign the petition because I think strength in numbers, um, change.org slash DE hyphen star Trump. So change.org slash D star Trump. Um, if you feel inclined, you can call council member Hugo Sordo Martinez's office and ask them to take action on that initiative. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I'd say those are the best two options you have going for you. I feel like they should also probably follow you on Twitter. If, if they'd like to, they're, they're welcome to. Yes. Well, you're, you're, you're very active on Twitter. A lot. Sometimes I'll, I'll be a little bit tangential in different topics, but okay. uh, yeah, that's that's. I where mean, it's because at. because I feel like the ball's in Hugo's court, right? From the council members' perspectives, who have declined to act on this because they've deferred to to Hugo. Yes, it's it's people are waiting for him so to. It's act. kind of on him. Even the chamber and the historic trust for people I've spoken with at those organizations. They're all pointing to him too. They say now it's the city. The city has to act. There's there's the, we don't have jurisdiction here to, to remove a star. They don't want the legal liability even if they chose to 
take some symbolic gesture to remove it. Um, and, and that's why I'm saying that if if you support this man, follow him on Twitter, and once a week, if he says, "Hey, Hugo, <laughs> waiting on you to call me back," retweet it. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. If you get enough that. of these retweets, he'll be like, ah, fine. "I mean, there there is. I mean, I do I do get that sometimes. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to act to to do something because of one person, but." I'm not just one person because you literally have seven congressional candidates who have already said remove this. You've had a whole city. Wait, who seven said con- congressional candidates? Yeah, they've all signed on. Uh, we have maybe a girl Pudlo. We I have, love maybe a girl. Mm-hmm, mayor Seppi Shine. Uh, mayor of who? Uh, for, current mayor of West Hollywood, Seppi Shine. Okay. We have uh, Laura Friedman, Assemblymember Laura Friedman, State Senator Anthony Portentino. Your memory is fantastic. Uh, on this, not not otherwise. <laughs> uh, former city attorney and council member Mike Fewer, I filmed him don't saying like yes, him. remove it. Take I, him off the list. I get it, and we'll see what happens with the FBI stuff. I don't know what but, FBI stuff. Oh, there was something that came FBI? out uh, a couple days ago about his talks with the FBI and whether or not they were accurate or not. But mm-hmm. I'll leave that for for whoever's investigating. He blocked that me on Twitter. He did over yeah. what? What did you say to him? He, um, the police were harassing the journalist Lexis Olivier Ray of L.A. Taco. Yes. And the police, after the fact, um, charged Lexis with um, being on the street when they told him not to be. And he's a journalist. He can be on the street if he wants to be. Yeah. And Mike was the city attorney at the time. And so I was like, is there a clause in the First Amendment that says unless the cops are... Embarrassed by Lexus? Yeah, because sometimes like special events, like I, I was told to like move. You can't be here right now. You have to move on this side of the street, whatever. Right. But again, again, journalists have different. It uh, was it was an impromptu celebration after either the Dodgers or Lakers won. Okay, and he was out in the street documenting it, and and like a flanks of of cops were walking down the street trying to clear the street, and Lexus filmed it, mm-hmm. which was journalism to me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Mike, if this if that ain't journalism, what did he do wrong? Right. He blocked you? I'm not nice on Twitter if you don't <laughs> write me back. <laughs> Every day I was on his Twitter yeah. saying, I care about the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a black man on an independent uh uh media outlet. Yep. Would you have, uh, if the cops had done this to Mark Brown from Channel 7? Would that make a difference? Right. Yeah. Uh, and eventually he just blocked me, mm-hmm. which is what the cowards do. Yeah. Just have you been blocked on your uh, journey? Oh, uh, not, not not on this issue. I mean, really? other issues like Carrie Lake. Not Carrie. Yeah, what, from Arizona. But she blocks everyone. You know, like those people <laughs> who just, like, you know, what, what's her name? Uh, the lawyer, uh, Jenna Ellis, blocked me. For, of course. You know, like everyone. Just, but, well, you know, lots of people who just, again, you know, they're. Okay, so you have all these. So all those people are running for uh, whose spot in Congress? Is that? Uh, uh, Congressional District 30, Adam Schiff's seat. Adams. Mm-hmm. Which I don't even know the number of candidates now. It's it's ballooned. It's like some people. I don't. I think one person dropped out. But anyway, it's. I well, think they, it's like they don't want maybe a girl to run away with it. Well, yeah, because she's the current uh, pres- presumptive front runner. I mean, she, she received is? what twenty six, twenty seven percent of the vote like the last cycle. Do you think she has a during chance? the last election? I think she has a chance for sure. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, Fr- Laura Friedman has the money. Others have a lot of money in their their campaigns. That's but um, 
Yeah. Who? Okay. Let's pre- let's end with this on this fun topic. Let's pretend that you're successful and the stars are moved. Hugo okay. Hugo realizes. Let him sue. He's going to be in jail. He's got enough problems. Right. Which he will sue, by the way. Which everyone, everyone should expect that. Yeah. For for what kind of money? Though? Right. He doesn't own it. Like, what's the what's the case? There is no right. case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let him sue. Who should get the star? Who would you put in that star? That's now that's primo real estate too. Right. You're right in front of the Footlocker. Anyone. Anyone. You don't have. Do, I think do you anyone want deserves on there. Anyone. <laughs> I, and I'm not not even joking. I mean, I I proposed the entertainment workers of L.A. because I think it's a a non controversial choice. There you go. And b anyone who moves here for the entertainment industry can then, if they book a job, say, "Look, I have a star in the Walk of Fame. I'm an entertainment worker in L.A." Um, so I I think it's um, kind of like the unknown soldier. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. So so all entertainment workers can can see themselves there. I think that's beautiful. I think in a way it is too. I mean, you know. Uh, from Anna Martinez and the Chamber's perspective, that's very high-end real estate, right where Trump's name is located. She wants Julia Roberts's name there, which if Julia Roberts accepts that ceremony, because she would be accepted, um, it would be there. So it's like, you know, if it's such high-end real estate, then, you know, just remove it. Restore it to a blank star for now. Yeah. If you don't want to put a name there, if you think it's... if And, and again, like not a lot of people want to be associated with the person who replaced Donald Trump. And they don't want to receive the scorn at this point in time, probably from the MAGA wrath from these crazy, crazy people. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll just put it for but, what but I see. But see, that's moment. another reason why your idea is so brilliant is they're not going to, how are you going to be mad at like all of Everyone. the entertainment business? You're right. I mean, that's it. I did it purposely, partly for that reason. I also think it's a, a gesture for those who, you know, who have, who have worked their lives in this business, who haven't given, been given recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's something that you think should be done. I don't have, you know, anyone could propose whatever they want. As long as it's done, I'm happy. Just someone, please do it. Um, and then then, I'll, and then I'll shut up, you know? You really will? I, oh, you don't have course. another cause well, in your Well, no, I'll move on to something else. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't be as aggressive about it than I am about this. Because I just think this is so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew, you've been obviously great. Thank you for coming. It was a pleasure. You brought to me be a here. gift. You brought me uh, uh, <laughs> something out of your backyard. Your prickly pear. I would say sorbet, but we don't have an ice cream maker. Straight so you, from you the hills like, of Hollywood. Straight from the hills. Yeah, I, I rinsed them very carefully, and I used a very sharp knife, so you won't have any <laughs> thorns that stick on your tongue or your throat. Um, I ate some beforehand, so you don't have to worry about anything. But it's I, definitely a risk. So you know, <laughs> eat at eat at your own risk. I totally appreciate it, and best of luck on this cause. Thank you. How great was Andrew? You know who we'd take to a show with at the John Anson Ford? Our Patreons. When you stoke us, you're saying, Tony, none of the other podcasts are showing me one Angelino after another who's doing great and interesting things and who are experts in their obsession. Enjoy the money. More, please. So shout out to our Patreons. Nancy Rommelman, Sean Atlow, Matt Mills, Sean Wallace, Greg and Molly, Jamie Taylor, Mark Johnson, Kira Ann, Barney Granke, Ben Welsh, Jen Adams, Trevor Wilson, Bree Wilde, Dougie Gyro, Christina Up North, Robin Carey, Adam Shorn, Ben from Down Under, Chris from the ATX, Gregor, and Phil. To be a Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash here in LA and give till it hurts. Want to support us, but you prefer the freeway? No problem. You can still help. Post your favorite episode on your Facebook. 
Start with this one, because even your cousin in Georgia could relate with this one. Treat this link out to your Twitter or your threads. Put it on your live journal for all I care, but tell your friends. Tell them how Here in L.A. is spelled, and then it's on Apple Podcasts and Google and even on YouTube. Here in L.A. is produced by myself, Tony Pierce. Music supervision by Jordan Katz. Songs by Orgone and Jordan Katz. Thanks for Cindy for creating the logo. And thanks to all the idealists out there who see something that should be or shouldn't be and march down to City Hall and demand that it gets fixed and keeps marching down there and keeps doing the thing. And eventually, they'll get the thing done. So thank you, Patriot.